Welcome. We trust you will be encouraged by this message from Bonnie Chavda by Chavda Ministries International. Real love, real people, real power. Good morning, church. Happy Mother's Day. Uniquely celebrated all around the world. A celebration and honor to mothers. Mothers are important. We all love a good news story. Is that correct? Welcome to all of our friends and family watching online. You may be seated. Say good news. I shared on Friday night that I had an unusual night vision uh, a few days back. It was very clear. Um, it was a dark horse. And I woke up thinking of the proverb about a dark horse. This was not a bad horse. In fact, this horse was joyful and looked kind of youthful. And um, then a few days later, my family was sitting around the table talking about some of the events of our day. And they mentioned Elon Musk and the whole thing that is in global news about Twitter, and when his name was spoken, that image of that dark horse flashed in my mind, and it caused me to say to the Lord, I said, Lord, is it possible that by your grace towards your creation, we may be entering a new season of unexpected victory? How many would go for that? Yeah. You'll have a good news story. Watch this one. This happened yesterday. Do we have sound? Hang on. Stop it. Just stop the video, please, and start it over again with sound. Thank you. I want you to watch on your screens. It would, well, it, look at, at, at the far, what, which side am I, are, is going to be the, which is going to be their side. They're Thank right. you. Yeah, yeah, watch far left, okay? You ready? Okay. Sound? See him? On your left? Now he's in the back of the track. And he's moving towards the rail. Now he's in the middle of the pack, but he's still at the back. There he is, still at the back. He's at the back. The announcer's all excited. He's talking about these lead horses, the first five. They're in the lead all the way, all the way around the bend, uh, coming around the corner and into the stretch. And no, not yet. He's there. Barely entered the visual frame right now. And he's not in the frame right now. Not in those first 10 or 12. He's not there yet. There he comes. Now, and I, I wish we had the sound because the actual derby announcer is a little better at this than I am. Now, don't mistake, there are a couple of jockeys in, in red. But the guy we're watching 
is coming from the back of the pack. And he's going to start moving up through the pack. He's going to start moving up right now. He's in the thick at, the, at that back thickness there, red and white. He starts to get a bit of an opening. Here he comes. Now look at the rail. The guy in the red hat that's right on the rail. Watch that horse. That horse has only been mentioned once early in the race at being at the back of the pack. And watch him. odds on that horse 80 to 1 and that is only the second time in history and the jockey Sonny Leon has never ridden in the derby that's his first time so I like a good news story I like a good news story. Many of you know the story of our son Aaron and his miraculous birth and the whole uh, legacy, the narrative, the, the drama of the entire thing. But one of the things that the Lord spoke to us about Aaron when he promised us when there was no sign of life and then this tiny, critically ill little person was finally born literally by the intervention of the Holy Spirit creationally and in my body according to his word and when Aaron was born the Lord spoke to me when I looked at him and saw this tiny sick impossible little baby and he said Bonnie this child is going to be a sign in his generation to what I am doing with my church it will look weak and sick and small and impossible and out of time, but you will see your son walking before you in that hour, and you will know that I am going to do a glorious work in my church in that hour. Can you say amen? amen. Can you say glory? So yesterday was Aaron's birthday. And we celebrated. And he and I sat together and I retold, I recounted to him the entire story. And how his story was folded in between two little African boys that resulted in the miracle of the resurrection of Kachini. And so we had a wonderful time. And then, of course, leading right into Mother's Day. What a wonderful celebration and sense of glory. Um, in Genesis 3.20... It says that Adam called Eve the mother of all the living. Say mother of all the living. And that's very important because at that time as yet, it was about the very creation of women that was the revelation of motherhood. It wasn't even about the sons or daughters yet to be born from her body. It was the recognition in that creational moment, the drama that had, been incur that had occurred as Adam, as the human race were created in the image of God in two genders, male and female. And the understanding by revelation in that moment 
was that the woman's body creationally was constructed as a unique vessel for symbiosis. You know what symbiosis is? It is the literal cellular chemical dynamic that causes a union of the biological molecules in order to create life. And guess what? Only women have those bodies. In a hundred years, a thousand years, an archaeologist may dig up Caitlyn Jenner and they're going to say, that's a man. They may dig up Rachel Levine. They're going to say, that's a man. And we need a new revolution of motherhood rising in the uniqueness of women. And in the West, this insanity, and now this loud trumpeting by women to destroy life is calling for us to light our lamps and go into the city. Our prophetic word for this church this year is engage. Say engage. Engage your Bible. Engage your church. Engage your community, your city. Say engage. And you know our inspiration for hidden power of the women. And the, the Swahili saying proverb that Mahesh's mother taught him when he was a child. That sometimes the lions would cross from the forest, from the jungle, cross the bridge into the city. And mothers would tell their sons and daughters, don't take them for granted. The daughter of a lion is also a lion. And it is time for the daughters of the Lion of Judah to cross the bridge into the city. We have crossed many cultural bridges. And some are good. In the last couple of decades... We have come away from some of the old stereotypes that told women they had a very narrow, defined role that kept them from being in major positions of influence and leadership anywhere outside their own home. But never discount the influence inside a woman's home. Proverbs 1, at the very beginning of the compass for wisdom and soundness and favor and blessing in a person's life. In Proverbs 1, the Holy Spirit instructs us, son, I could say also daughter, do not forsake the law of your mother. Do not forsake the law of your mother because it will be to you a garland of ken grace, favor. But we can see in our culture, where are the mothers? And I'm talking of women. We unique creation that have been given the gift of symbiosis to create life around us. And in the burgeoning culture of death, it's the calling of every Christian woman. Say woman. Say it again. Say it again. That's right. That's right. We're not confused. A mother's law, a mother's influence, a mother's prayers. We don't hear much about King David's mother. 
he me- she's mentioned perhaps twice. And once he, he brings his mother and father into the protective custody of the king of Moab because of Saul seeking to destroy David and his houses before David is king. And she's mentioned there the Jewish tradition. They have quite a lengthy and interesting uh, uh, legend about David's mother, including her name and all that. But that's their legend, and I, I don't know anything about that. But I know he had a mother. And in the Psalms, he refers to her once. And he says to the Lord, Lord, look on me with grace and favor as you looked on your handmaiden, my mother. So David learned that we never talk about her from the example of his mother, how to serve and worship God faithfully at all odds. And it's possible that he learned that because she had a lot of odds against her. Maybe 81 odds in her own life story. And that's some of what I think has inspired the the Jewish tradition. But a mother, a mother's law, a mother's word, a mother's presence is ordained of God to be bring favor, the adorning of favor and grace. In Genesis 6-8, when the human race has gone so much to darkness and seed and wickedness and violence and unspeakable, unbelievable cultural norms, a little like today. And didn't Jesus say, it will be, as we move towards the end of the age, like those dark days. But Genesis 6, 8 says that Noah, when the Lord said it, we're just going to have to wipe the whole thing out. But Noah, say, but Noah, whose name means comfort. And in a way, we hear the, the, the shadow, the name, the person of the Holy Spirit being called upon as intervention. But Noah found kin, favor grace in the eyes of the Lord. We've been noticing rainbows. There have been a lot of rainbows the last few days. Have you seen them? There was a double rainbow around us, over us uh, yesterday, and the Simmons and I were talking about it. And, And what we don't see is the other half of the rainbow, because every rainbow is actually a full circle. It's not just horizon to horizon. And every rainbow we see in the sky needs to remind us That we have found grace and favor in the eyes of the Lord through the Lord Jesus Christ. And we see him, we will see him with our eyes. That there is an emerald rainbow, a full circle rainbow that surrounds him in his throne. And it means that everything that comes out of him passes through his covenant of life and grace. And comes to us in resurrection glory power. Can you say amen? Praise the Lord. So the power of a mother and a mother's prayers. And the unique creation and ordination of every woman. Say every woman. One of the things about Mother's Day is we honor those of us who've had the privilege to have natural children. But I want to remind you, woman, you are created as mother of all the living. And you are uniquely put together to be a life bringer and a light bringer. 
And we don't hear enough about mothers. In addition to King David, Jacob's mother was a unique influence in his life and all of his victory, his journeys into difficulty. He learned from his mother's courage and her ability to hear from the Lord supernaturally and take direction in spite of all the odds. Say, in spite of all the odds. Moreover, Jesus, who saw in his mother the willingness to give her own body, much less her human will, over to service of God. And that was his ultimate victory. The influence of a mother, of a woman. Say the daughter of a lion is also a lion. And it's time to cross the bridge into the city. There's a beautiful story that is supposedly true that is recorded, recounted by the famous Western author Louis L'Amour. And it's the story of a man named Peter Richley. And Peter Richley, as a young man, decided to leave his natal home and not necessarily in good graces. And we don't know too much about what entered his heart, but he wanted to make his own way in the world, find his fortune and seek out. And when he left home, it broke his mother's heart. So there was some kind of a, of a break there. And he went to sea, and he was at sea and trying to find his fortunes in the world for over 10 years, for over a decade. And he was on a ship in the uh, shipping lane that runs from England to Australia, and you know that's quite a trek. And he was on a ship, and a terrible storm came up, and the ship broke up, and it sank. And among the few survivors was this man, young man yet, named Peter Richley. Well, thank God, he managed to keep bobbing in the water, and a second ship came along. And they hauled him and whatever few other survivors aboard. In a short period of time, a storm came up and sunk the rescue ship, went down. Among the few that survived the sinking in the middle of the ocean was this young man named Peter Richley. And he survived in the water, and after a time, a third ship came. They hauled him aboard. After a little while, a storm came up, the ship broke up, and it sunk. This is supposedly a true story. The third ship went down, he survived and was picked up by the fourth. The fourth ship went down, he survived and was picked up by the fifth. The fifth ship hit a storm and went down in the middle of the ocean. And Peter Richley was still surviving. And finally, along came the sixth ship called the City of Leeds. And as they hoisted him aboard and dried him off and began to hear this incredible story and fed him and got him all, you know, perked up again, the captain came to him and he said, young man, we're so glad that your story is so incredible. He said, we have an old lady who is a passenger on board who has fallen very ill. And she's delirious. She's got a bad fever. 
She's near death, and she just keeps praying, Lord, let me see my son before I die. Well, she is well known to all of us. She's taken us all on like a mother. And for any of us to go and sit with her, she would know who we are. But you, your face is different. And we think that in her delirium, she could possibly receive the fact that God has answered her prayer and set her son in front of her before she dies. Would you go and sit with her for a moment? And he said, yeah, I will. The captain took him down, opened the door, and pushed the young man towards the delirious old lady in the bed who was praying in her delirium, Lord, just one thing I ask, let me see my son before I die. And as Peter Richley came into the light around that woman's face, he realized he was looking into the face of his mother from whom he had been separated for more than a decade. And she awoke from her fever and saw her son and recovered. The power of life in a mother. Amen? And so, when we may think all the odds are against us, I have this to say. The God who created the cosmos, who created the human race, male and female, in his image, this God is the God of our life. He is the God of our desire. He is the God of our future, our past, our present. He is our God. And so today, afresh, to him, say to him, we want to give our hearts as some of the most inspirational women and mothers throughout history. We want to stand up and say, Lord, be it unto me according to your word. Can we do that? Are we able to do that? And so I would actually like thank you, all the women, today. And I believe that the Lord is going to do something beautiful. You know, the very famous parable of the virgins, the wise and foolish virgins. I've come across another artist whose work I really appreciate. And Ed, if you could give us, this, this is a painting by a Slovakian artist named Ladislav Zaborski. He just passed away in 2016. He was born in the 1920s. And he came up under communism without faith. He came to faith, to ardent faith, later in his life. He was uh, an educator, an instructor, but he was under the communist regime. And as he refused to stop sharing his faith with his students, the man and his art came under scrutiny. And he ended up going to prison. And he served a prison sentence for depicting Christ in his artwork. And this is his picture of the ten virgins 
five with their lamps lit. And I don't know if you can see it, but the other, they're all sort of sleeping and dozing. But you can see that holding as if from their inner man, there are five who have that little lamp so full of oil that it is shining brightly, even in the darkness, even when everyone is asleep. And the other ones, you can see he's dotted just like a little dying coal. There's a little red spot where their lamps are going out. And for me, this is a picture. It's a symbol of womanhood in our generation, in the post-postmodern insanity of culture in the West. That women who know their God have received the light of Christ and have the power of the Holy Spirit dwelling, in, dwelling within. So let us refill our lamps daily and be ready to go into the city and engage the darkness, being founded in the Word, being rooted and connected in our local church communities, and being engaged in the real issues that are imposing themselves upon new generations in our cities and in our nation. Can you say, I volunteer? Can you volunteer today? I say to you, not by power, not by might. It's by the Spirit. And He has created us and ordained the time that we live in that we might be those who rose in our day like Esther rose in hers and said, Reputation, body, riches, glory aside, I have been ordained to show forth my living God. Amen? Amen. So happy Mother's Day. And we are, if you can just remain standing, we're going to pray over you now, and I'd like all the women, thank you. Remember what I said. Woman, say woman. Female. You are a unique creation. You're physical, not just the external. The external is a manifestation of what's interior. And that is that symbiosis, that unique uh, mixture of, of an interweaving of creation in his image that God has put only in the gender of female. And it's interior. I don't care what people deny and do to the outside. And the horror that women would lead the way on issues like abortion. And I think God is allowing us to see this so clearly in order to see the unique beauty and powerful calling and ordination that we have. And it's coming to the fore right now more than ever before. Never forget the power of your prayers. Remember the story of Peter Richley. Remember the success of King David. The influence of his mother was certainly there though we never speak of her. Jacob is the influence of his mother's courage and faith and ability to discern the supernatural word of the Lord over his life that sent him and received him back. Jesus learned from his mother the glory of giving both body and will over be it unto me, according to your word. So women, can we lift our hands?
And let's say together, Lord Jesus, here I am, your servant. And today, I give myself afresh to you and your glorious ordination for me. I say today, Lord, be it unto me. Be it unto me. Be it unto me. All of the promises of God. Be it unto me. According to the prophetic word you've spoken over my life. Be it unto me. According to the creational ordination of who I am as woman. Creational ordination of who I am as woman. Lord, be it unto me. And I say today, together with my sisters, the daughter of a lion is also a lion. Arise, O Lord, to your resting place in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 I want to just let you know that we need some volunteers in the office. Say engage. This is one of the ways you can engage in your church and in your community. Literally, you can see Michael and Sarah if you're interested. This week, we want to remember Ty Byram's birthday. Happy birthday, Ty. We appreciate her. She has served this church so faithfully for so many years in the hospitality and a number of other things. You will find Ty again and again behind the scenes doing her work. And I wanted to mention, say engage. I wanted to just mention a short list. Diane Dunn is engaged in our local public school. Diana Thawne is at the center of arts and fashion, some of the culture in the middle of our city. Jill Simmons engages every day in conversational evangelism with everyone that she meets. Pam Rooney is in the process of putting together a book of her beautiful art and words of encouragement that we have all so benefited from. Alice Makoviak's work in PhD brain science and, a sp and special focus on children. Uh, Andrea Lafferty, ordained in this house, serving in Washington, D.C., at the very heart of the, the wrestling to hold on to America's spiritual heritage in the midst of our uh, political dynamic. Uh, Nadira Nagy is leading a discipleship class in discipling young women and was the, the uh, lead coordinator for what was called the art explosion that just took place in the Morningstar scenario. And with her leadership, and I, I'm just going to out her right now, with her leadership, they had over 600 guests. It was a fundraiser for the school. And they raised... $35,000, the most that had ever been raised at an art explosion was $5,000. So sorry if I say this, but say dark horse. When the odds are against you, you can count on Jesus. You can count on Jesus, not by power, nor by might, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Mary Nikam is literally creating a new generation of presidents and kings, men and women, because of laying a godly foundation of a classical education that is without all the garbage and confusion. So she's building this new generation and helping to grow a wide community 
uh, in something that has begun to be the epicenter of school focus. And that was one of the blessings of the pandemic, that parents everywhere learned what was really going on in the public schools. Bonnie Evans is empowering conservative political awakening right in her own community and being a tremendous success at it. Not to mention Cindy Decker, as you know, very engaged in our city governmental uh, dynamic. And of course, my own Sarah, Sarah Chavda, daily, tirelessly behind the scenes, working for your upbuilding and for this church's benefit and well-being. So those are just a couple of the list in this glorious congregation. And so I salute you, every one of you, and say we are rising. We are rising, not by might nor by power, but by the Spirit. And so we've talked about changing our format up a bit, and we want to give an opportunity this morning now for you to engage in conversation. Literally, we cover a lot of things. There are a lot of things happening in the world. Church is the place where you should be able to come and get, let's say, light on everything that concerns you. First of all, from the training in the Word, coupled with the prophetic unction, the living grace of God in our midst to be able to engage you. And so we are prepared this morning to open this up to conversation and questions from you. And anything is welcome to the conversation. And we're just going to see. You ready? Okay. I have a couple of microphones that are ready here. And I'm going to also welcome, as you know, Joey, Michael, Armin, Dennis. Um, comments, adding in, so on and so forth. Yeah, I'd like, I'd like to start, if that's okay. Yeah. Um, I have a testimony. Testimony time. Um, but uh, I, I was so, and by the way, thank you, Pastor Bonnie, for that amazing word this morning. And that, right? Come on. Um, it was awesome. And that painting that you showed of the, the light that was in those that carried the oil, that's really struck and it struck me, and I'm going to share testimony along those lines. I know some of you know that I, in the last few months, have started running on a regular basis and doing, you know, kind of pounding the pavement, hitting the pavement with my feet. And uh, I got to the point where I needed new running shoes. You know, my shoes were a little kind of outdated and kind of not really cutting it. And so I went to a very nice running store in Charlotte, a very you know, reputable a chain that's local. It's locally owned here in Charlotte. And I went into the store. It was just in the midday on a Monday and not much going on. And I went in the store and I met the, the woman that was there and was immediately kind of aware of the Holy Spirit's presence in the room while I was, you know, kind of engaging with this woman. She's measuring my feet and, you know, we're trying out the treadmill with the shoes to see if they're the right fit and all of that kind of stuff. But I noticed in the conversation, she was talking about all kinds of yoga things and Tai Chi things and, you know, lots of different stuff because a lot of the running culture, there's actually a running culture in this city, in this region. 
And a lot of it is based on things that might be a little bit, you know, not along the lines of Scripture, let's just say, or the gospel. But um, I noticed in the conversation that I started saying things like, you know, well, glory to God, these shoes fit. Praise the Lord. It's just wonderful. I didn't know. I, it, was, it, was a, it was a bizarre scenario. Like, it was, it was, it was such in the subconscious, okay, of this moment, and it was literally the oil that was in me was oozing out in this situation, in, in the conversation, and to where I started just, I'm just like, okay, praise the Lord. I think these will work. Glory, glory be to the Lord. And they, I, I just like, you know, I just said it, you say these things, and there was literally a praise atmosphere that was filling the conversation to where she started saying it back to me. I don't know if she was trying to be a good saleswoman, you know, just pandering, but you know what? I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it because I le- literally left the course, you know, I bought some nice shoes and all that, but I left the situation planting a seed of the gospel without saying, quoting scripture, doing all of the things. In fact, I was so oblivious to it. I left and hours later, the Lord was like, wait, do you realize what just happened? You were saying, praise the Lord, glory to God. You were saying all the things and it was changing and transforming the atmosphere and the situation. So I, I think a lot of times, and just to, to with that word of engage, I think a lot of times we get very narrow-minded in our own world of understanding. And to, to not to see kind of the small picture, but you know, Pastor Mahesh always says, and pastors have always said it, the big defines the small. The big defines the small. So when you're engaging with the big, Okay, all the little small things are affected down the line. So whether you're going to buy shoes or you are engaging with someone at the bank or all of these little things, do not neglect the day of small beginnings. Because when you're in the midst of the small things with the big in mind, he empowers you. He is empowering you today. And he is giving you a fresh dose of oil through it. So I want to encourage you today with that testimony because as you were saying the light... That light is in us, and it's alive in us. So. Yeah, I'll go, right. and you can head over yeah. there. I got a mic here, too. So Okay. Go ahead, Armin. Thank you so much for the derby. That was awesome. <laughs> I watched that. <laughs> Come on. That was so amazing. That horse was number 21. There's only 20 horses that run. That was the alternate horse. Wow. Oh, thank you for bringing it that up. It didn't get in until 9 o'clock. Friday. Literally 30 seconds before the deadline, another horse scratched. Yeah. They got the call. They conferred in the course of 10 minutes, said yes, and put their horse in the derby. That horse was not even supposed to run. Exactly. exactly. Come on. Wow, exactly. Just so much irony in our world right now. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew. For had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. They would not have tried to stand up and keep Roe versus Wade. This, the irony of our life is so amazing right now. It's just beautiful. And it's Mother's Day. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's so perfectly the wisdom of the Lord that is going to destroy all the works of the enemy in our lifetime. This is going to be the greatest decade in the United States of America after this is hey. turned over. That's what I believe. So praise the Lord for what's going on right now. 80 to 1. Amen. That's Amen. easy. Yes, absolutely. Armin, thank you for that. Diana. 
Diana. So I didn't see the step a little closer to the mic. Close oh. to the mic. So I didn't see the Kentucky thing there. I was spray painting a cottage yesterday, but uh, to the mic. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I was, but standing out to me was when he went into the finish line. How dirty he actually went. Oh, and, he was and, absolutely and, uh, covered and, uh, with right. mud and dirt. So it's kind yeah. like. So I was thinking, it's kind of like the church. You know, we have to carry a lot from the world. You know, but at the end we break through. So there was a lot of strategies. You know, he he was figuring out how he get through all that crowd. You know, and uh, the number twenty one, right? Mm -hmm. Triple three seven. So I was thinking that's um, kind of like a picture uh -huh. for this day. You yes, know, it kind is. like so um, yes, very impressing. So, and I agree what you say. You know, I'm I'm working in America since seven or eight years, and recognize that a lot of Americans in the morning, for example, didn't open up the mouth, you know, or say good morning, mm. for example. Yeah. So, and I did it, you know, and specifically if I don't get an answer, I mention the name. So, you know, so the culture and our um, Workplace change too because we step in in a different way as usually. You know, you're right. Just want to say that. Amen. Yeah, that engaging and something as simple as you said of saying good morning and then if if people don't respond of, of speaking to them by name if you know who they are, but inviting that life to come and uniquely again. I'm going to say it again. God created a woman with the ability to do this. And it, it pervades our lives if we will give ourselves over to this life-generating, light-creating uh, uh, organism that we are. We've been put together like that. So praise the Lord. For con yeah, for engaging in conversation. That's right. And, and Michael, what you said about praise, and I mean, you, obviously, you, that's, you know, you're, you're a, a disciple of being a vessel of praise. But it opened the atmosphere. The Lord was present around you. And then for the women to start, you know, replying back, you know, when praise the Lord, glory to God, these work, praise the Lord. So that's a good one. Keep her in mind because those shoes, if you wear them like you're supposed to, in six months, you'll need a new pair. That's right. No, so, I'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> praise the Lord. And I want to say good morning to Katie Jacks. Church, Amen. can we say good morning? Good morning, Katie Jacks. We love you, Katie. Amen. We're praying for you. you. That story of Rich Strike. That's for you today, coming yeah. from the back of the pack all the way. Amen. It doesn't matter how much dust of everybody's trail you're catching. You're going to come across the finish line in glory. We love you so much. So, Ruth. Yes. Mine is in the form of a testimony. Okay. Uh, I went Tuesday of this week to get my nails done. And I was, well, last Sunday, um, Pastor Hesh was telling us, to mention Jesus to somebody, you know. So I was sitting over there, and I told John, I said, Lord, help me to let somebody run across my path or, meet, you know, meet, just meet somebody to share Jesus with. So I went to MP Nails, I'll tell you. And um, I went Tuesday, and I was, I didn't want to be in a crowd. I wanted to get in and get out because of Mother's Day, I knew everybody, mother and grandmother would be there. So I went in, 
I was the first one in the nail shop, so I would get all of the attention. It was quiet, and then later on, a couple other ladies came. A male was in there. So I was sitting there, and I was just praying. Holy Spirit, who can, what can I say? You know, who you, but anyway, this man came up. He was from Guatemala. Now, first of all, it's a language barrier there, but he's been in America for, I think he said 20 years, and he's learned some English, you know. So I was sitting there talking, more or less letting him talk, and I was listening. And after a while, I won't tell it all because it's a lot. He said that um, he was kind of grieving over a past that, that he had lost because he was a mentor to him. So I listened. He said he would take flowers on certain occasions to him. And then he said he took me to church. And I, okay, I said, okay, if he took you to church, what kind of church? And then I said, well, are you a Christian? And you know, a lot of people say you're a Christian, but do you really know what a Christian is? So I said, well, do you believe in Jesus? He said, yes. I said, okay, that's my cue. So I didn't, I didn't do a lot of witnessing. I just shared Jesus. And while I was sharing with him, there was a lady that was actually doing the work on me. She was hearing. So after he left, um, he was talking so much, she left. So they called because other people came in. So I turned to her. I said, are you a mother? She said, no. And then I said, well, I wish you a happy Mother's Day. You know, just anyway. But the point is, it may sound scattery, but he heard Jesus. She heard Jesus. And actually, the whole, everybody in there heard Jesus. Small beginnings. That's right. But the name of Jesus. That's right. The blood of Jesus, lamb for a household. Yes. I mean, where I go, I speak it. Shokara. So it's in the atmosphere. And when I go there again, they actually know me because there's something different about me. You hey, know, hey. Even, <laughs> even when I'm around the house, yeah. I'm matched up. If I get on, if I'm working in the yard, I love you know yard, but I put my little Jesus hat on. I, Whatever. Come on. And people just seem to gravitate to the Jesus in me. They yeah. think they're gravitating to me, but it's what's on the inside. Yeah. So I thank the Lord for that. And I, I thank the Lord because he put a boldness in me. You know, suddenly, I don't know where it came yeah. from, but yeah. I, I just, I said, hey, I'm going to open my mouth. I know something. I may not know everything, but if I start talking, it'll come out. So Amen. pray for me. That's it. Amen. Wow. Amen. That's it. Diane. Good morning. I have a testimony. And my testimony is uh, one day uh, a neighborhood pastor had came to the house and he wanted to talk to my husband. So I overheard the conversation. So as I was listening to the conversation, I felt led that I need to go and just talk to him. So as I was talking to him, I asked him, I said, oh, by the way, are you filled with the Holy Spirit? And so the, he was like, Holy Spirit, well, well, I'm saved. I'm like, no, are you filled with the Holy Spirit? And so he was like, well, well how do I do that? What, what, what? So I was like, okay, wonderful. That's wonderful for me. <laughs> so I went on and I just stood there and I went through all the scriptures, talking about the Holy Spirit and telling him, you must be filled with the Holy Spirit. You must have power so that we can be a witness, so we can do the signs, the greater works that we're supposed to be doing. Because this is the third baptism that we're supposed to have. We don't just stop at the water. 
So I was just explaining to him. So from that point, he was like, well, what do I need to do? What do I need to do? So he was trying to, the, the devil was trying to come in to throw him off course. So I had to come in and do some binding and all that other stuff. So I'm like, oh, no, we're going to get this done today, today. <laughs> so I went on, did what I need to do. And so he went on, and um, I said, look, stop right there. Stop. Stop. And this is what we're going to do. So I took authority over that situation. I said, repeat after me. I said, if you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, I said, it's just as simple as receiving Jesus as Lord. Okay? We don't have to do all that other stuff. I said, so repeat after me. So he was like, okay, okay. So he went on and he repeated after me. And I said, well, that's it. Praise ye the Lord. I said, you are now filled with the Holy Spirit. I said, so go, and from this moment forth, you need to speak in tongues. You need to begin to pray in the heavenly language. I said, because being filled with the Holy Spirit, we also have a heavenly language. I said, and you need to start doing that. I said, so the next time we talk, I'm going to ask you about that. <laughs> so I just got word uh, a few weeks ago, he was like, his life has changed dramatically because he was struggling with actually he was struggling with an addiction wow and his life has changed from that point that i spoke to him so praise the lord hallelujah nothing but the Amen. holy ghost wow yes not by might nor by power but by my spirit Amen. says the lord awesome. you shall receive power say power. power after the holy spirit has come on you hallelujah yeah joey I go to school online, and uh, we have these discussions, and the discussion that hung with me was, it was about everybody in class that wanted to know what their calling was, <laughs> and uh, that, so that's a question, and uh, what I shared with some of them was that as they spend time with God, they would find their calling, but and in that, uh, the story about Richard, I don't know how many people are familiar with Kenneth Hagin. Just about everybody in here is familiar with Kenneth Hagin. Well, he had a similar story. Kenneth Hagin died three times. Well, he died four times. But three times, he died lost. And he would go into hell. And he said, I will remember the Baptist church. <laughs> you know, I will baptize other people. telling age. God and the devil and everybody that he was a member right. of the church. But the key was the power of intercession. Like this mother was interceding for Richard. Kenneth Hagin's grandmother was making intercession for him outside. And on the third time, after he died the third time, his mother came in the room and led him to Jesus Christ. And he died the fourth time, and he went to heaven because he had been born again. So he had been to church and never heard of the new birth. Wow. So we... And my point here is not that he died and not the miracle, but it was the power yes. of intercession. Yes. Never underestimate, underestimate the power of our prayers. And was another guy, and this happened for real, I don't know his name, but it was a black guy. He was strung out on drugs. And he died three times. And every time he went to hell, and uh, he, he came up, and Jesus met him the last time. And Jesus spoke to him, and this is his exact words. Jesus said, you deserve to go to hell. He said, the only reason I'm saving you is because your mother made intercession for you. Wow. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, again, we see the power, and he, and he came back, and he accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, and he became a preacher. 
So again, I'm emphasizing the power of intercession. That's right. And I wouldn't be here today if somebody were interceding for me. Amen. I died. I was grounding in the river. Won't save. I was a little kid. And uh, this, my best friend at that time, and he's alive today, and he can verify this story. And on short was a pole, and he reached out and pulled me in. But the, the, the point is not the fact that he pulled me in. We went to that same place, and it was so clean. We never pulled up there, never saw a pole another time. But it's a power of someone making intercession, which was probably my grandfather. And the other thing, the picture spoke to me about the five virgins. If you read that story, he said, I never, to the five foolish ones, he said, I never knew you. The word knew you is the same word that Adam used to know his wife in an intimate way. So God was saying to the five foolish virgins, I never knew you in an intimate way. So when we, and what a part of what I didn't do it maybe to the best of my ability shared with the students was as we pursue God in an intimate way, God is looking for an intimate relationship. And whatever, and as we pursue God in an intimate way, He's going to speak to us, and he gonna, and maybe someone here, some of us don't know our calling, but as we pursue God in an intimate way, he's going to, uh, you know, reveal our calling to us. And every great revival, going back to Charles Finney, uh, Evan Roberts in the Welch Revival in 1904, but if you just read the story of Charles Finney, the key, Charles Finney was a preacher. He was not for gospel. He didn't believe in the gifts of the Spirit or none of that. But he went in the woods and prayed for four or three hours a day. He groaned in the Spirit. And some said that he eventually was baptized in the Holy Spirit by a sovereign act of God without being taught that the baptism was today. But the power intercession, and a guy named Father Nash also mm-hmm. made intercession for him. And when he, ever he went to preach, the bars were shut down. The prostitutes would get saved. <laughs> okay. Right. That is right. But that's the power of intimate relationship. Yeah. And if we're going to see a great revival, I believe we have to have that intimate relationship and make intercession according to the will of God. So hang on, Joey, just one minute. Say together, seek the Lord, seek the Lord. while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. And remember his promise. He said, I'm going to show you things that you didn't have any idea of. So we receive with the open eyes. And Joey, um, if you don't mind, I don't know if everyone knows about your school track. Where are you in the school track? Uh, I'm working on the master's. I'm about almost halfway through. And right now we are doing uh, systematic theology and uh, Old Testament. And... Uh, there's a lot of people in the school that are not full gospel. <laughs> and uh, one of, I mentioned that I was baptized in the Holy Spirit to one of my teachers, and he wrote me four pages. Normally, your professor will uh, write you a line or two, but he wrote me four pages telling me why it was not a baptism in the Holy Spirit. But I didn't change my mind. I refuted what he said. <laughs> And uh, what it is in this seminary, it's an evangelical seminary, they will allow you to disagree. If you can have academic resource, 
So I disagreed with academic resources, and he gave me an A on the paper. Yes! <laughs> Woo! Hallelujah. Amen. We love you so much. So Joey. God is calling us to be salt and light, and being salt and light sometimes means taking a stand for what you know is right, even when the odds are against your people. It was, in a sense, I didn't see it as persecution, but, you know, but he made his point. I made mine. Wow. <laughs> wow. That is awesome. Thank you, Joey. That was powerful. There you go, Joey. A daughter of the lion, indeed. Praise the <laughs> Lord. Um, I have a testimony. And uh, I live in a... Um, apartment complex and uh, apartment complex in South Charlotte, which is international in scope. Um, and uh, I was, uh, for a long time, I haven't really connected with people in there, but lately, I'd say in the past six months, it's been changing where I've been actively um, noticing certain people um, and it's guys and their trucks. You know, seem to be coming out, you know, and um, so I've, I've started going up to these and joining the guys and, you know, just chatting, just chatting. Well, this one particular one is a 30-year-old African-American male, and I had not taught, I really have never had a conversation with him until this moment, he was out in, with doing something in his car and I happened to come out at just about that time. And we just started talking and he had been in an, an industrial accident and um, that's, he was not working and uh, trying to recover from a, a, a concussion. And um, he, he, and I asked him, well, how are you doing, you know? And he said, well, I checked my horoscope this, this morning, you know, to see, and it's positive. Pastor Bonnie, I didn't have a second to even think this, but out of my mouth came, I bind that, and the only one in, in, in any, the only one with power is Jesus Christ. <laughs> and he just looked at me, and didn't say anything, and then we went on talking, um, you know, about his situation and the relationship with his family, et cetera. The Lord was giving me words of wisdom for him. Wow. I, yeah. I started saying, saying these things. He was agreeing with what I was saying, you know, that that was the right thing for him to do. Um, and since then, I've been passing out Easter candy to the boys and um, he, get, he asked me at the end of that, actually, he said, may I give you a hug? And I said, sure, you know, and I did, you know, and that happened just a, a, a week ago. Actually, it was when I was passing out the Easter candy. He has a big smile on his face, and I'm waiting for the time when we bring him to, to the Lord, because he did indicate that, you know, some long time ago or some time ago, he had, you know, he... I forget how he put it, but he had been with the Lord, and you know, so uh -huh. he's fallen away. But I'm, I'm just waiting on the Lord that it's just, and it's growing with the boys. That's you right. know, you know, I mean, it's just amazing 
You know what I think of is the whole idea of a mother in Israel, and that is a mothering spirit, a godly mothering spirit that you have that is speaking to his heart and is resonating back. And I know we hear so often that there is still a generational connection existent in our culture, widely in our culture, believe it or not, today, where a person's mother or perhaps now grandmothers had influenced them as a young child or younger in their life at, towards the Lord, and yet it hasn't necessarily taken root and borne fruit, but now is the time. And so once again, we welcome that life-bringing anointing that the Lord has uniquely given women. And we appreciate you, Eileen. Thank you. Thank you for that. Amen. Marjorie, let's do one more. So the Lord has a sense of humor because anyone who knows me, I'm an introvert. And I'm sitting back there, and I hear the word impossible. And I'm wrestling. The Lord had given me that word uh, and in the watch a couple weeks ago. Say impossible. 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 Say it again. Impossible. And so I said, well, you know, I, I just kept hearing impossible, impossible. Say what I told you to say. And I was like, well, Lord, if you want me to say, you're going to make a way. My husband leans over and says, the Lord wants you to say what he told you to say. You have something to say. I'm like, okay, Lord. I'm so, it's real simple. Impossible. He kept showing that word impossible. And then he said, say it slowly. I said, no, he said, spell it out. I am possible. Oh, say that again. I am possible. Can we say that together? I am possible. So it's simply that for someone today, what looks impossible, he is saying, I am possible. So Marjorie, if you don't mind, just turn around. I want to just say a prayer. We're going to agree together with you just a prayer from the Lord for all of us, but particularly if there's someone watching online or someone here today that, that you are literally facing a literal impossibility where you're at an impasse and nothing's happening. At the top of the message today, you saw a living story about a dark horse who came from the back of the pack, got in the race by a fluke right at the last minute. And came all the way forward to cross the line first. So, Marjorie, if you would, just bless us with a prayer on the possible impossibilities. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for waking us up this day that you have created. Set aside according to the world, world's calendar as Mother's Day. We honor Amen. all the mothers, all the weeping mothers, all the mothers who are sad, all the mothers who are filled with joy. Thank you, Jesus. But we honor the mothers today. Father, I thank you for the courage that you have given us to stand boldly and say what you say, Father. Something as simple as what looks impossible to some, repeat to yourself, I am possible. I am, A-M, possible. Lord, thank you for the reminder that you are God, that you are good, that you're faithful, that you're alone. Yes. Thank you for caring for us when we feel unlovable. Thank you for holding us when we don't feel like we should be held. Thank you for being in our presence when thank we don't you, even Jesus. know what to say or what to do. God, whoever right now that is looking at an impossible situation. Yes, Lord. 
Father, I pray your peace over their mind right now. And that every day they will wake up and look at that mountain and say, I am, says, I am possible. Yes. So, Lord, I thank you that they may not know what to say. They may not know what to pray for, but they will know who I am is. The great I am stands with them in the midst of the storm that they are facing right now. And, Lord, whether they are on their face or whether they are lifting up their hands, Mm. they will remember and say, I am. Be with me right now with the impossible that they are facing. Lord, we thank you. We bless you. We honor you, Father, for the love that you have for us. We thank you, Father, that regardless of who we are, what we have done, our past is not who we are in our present And our future looks bright because of you. Yes. Lord, we thank you right now to the heart that is crying out to you today, that is looking at an impossible situation. I speak the word, I am possible. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Marjorie. Michael, let's worship the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's all stand. Hallelujah. We hope you enjoyed this message. To order more great resources by Bonnie Chavda, visit us at chavdaministries.org. For a full catalog of our products, you can call us at 1-800-730-6264. God bless you.